Welcome Marvelites and welcome to an all-new episode of the MCU Exchange Podcast. This is episode 26. Woo! My name is Aaron. I'll be your host for this episode. Alongside me is Joe. Hello. And Charles. What's up? Hey, what's up guys? Hope you guys are staying safe. We have a lot of MCU news to run down here. Let's start with the first one on MCU Rundown. First up is... Pretty much good news for One Division fans because apparently One Division will have at least nine episodes. Pretty surprising. Lizzie Hill of Murphy's Multi- Murphy's Multiverse has made another discovery that One Division will have not just six episodes but at least nine. If the rest, if the re- if the resume of a stunt person on the show is to be believed, according to that resume, NB stunts will have a, he has a role under NB stunts and then in the television side he has. EP.109, which means in TV series, it's season one, episode nine. Charles, do you think that WandaVision having nine episodes is a good thing or a bad thing rather than, you know, the usual six Ooh. episodes that will be announced? It, it's very interesting that it has nine episodes because all the other uh, epi- all shows have six episodes. And for me, it's telling that Kevin Feige and his team want to tell the story they want with WandaVision. They want it to be nine episodes. You'd think that they'd move it to ten because, you know, if they have ten episodes, that means obviously more subscribers uh, more subscribers uh, stick with uh, Disney+. Plus. But, you know, they're, they seem very confident with the nine-episode count this. And, you know, nine episodes is such a weird number because you'd think that they'd also mm-hmm. round it up to ten just to make it, you know, uh, an even episode. But, yeah. Nine episodes, it's like the Watchmen episode, or Watchmen um, season, where they just had nine instead of ten because they wanted to tell the story in nine specific uh, uh, nine specific, specific episodes. So yeah, it's very, very exciting. And I just like the idea that, you know, the Disney Plus shows aren't subscribing to the, the generic, basic, rigid, you know, network format of having, oh, you have to tell... 22 episodes with Netflix. Oh, you have to have 13 episodes no matter what. So mm. you guys yeah. find a way to fit. And this format is way better. It's way more fluid. And it's only going to lead to, you know, better storytelling. All right. You know, nine episodes is always a welcome sight for MCU fans. You know, just raring for more MCU content in the past few months. Joe, how about you? Do you think that with, you know, One Division having nine episodes, do you think that the length of each episode will vary for time and time? Because, you know, it's been rumored, it's been confirmed that they will have a sitcom type episode. You know, if the sitcom time episodes will include the 20 plus minute runtime of the usual sitcoms, it will have an effect on the overall story, right? Mm, I, I thought a similar thing that they might go for a direction to have a sitcom format. Um, question is to me in general is like like if you look at the mandalorian one episode can be 40 minutes long one episode is 28 minutes long uh-huh. uh i think i i think you know you could just that variety is something that showcases they can really focus on the pacing because even netflix pretty much had a okay you have to you have between 40 to an hour go within that timeline um so they still kind of had some elements especially with the 13 episode structure the, from the deal they were still kind of forced to be within that and i think disney plus because it's in disney hands it is pretty much up to marvel studios to tell the story they want to they are way more free to do what however they want to do it and and i think that's just like charles said an exciting prospect because that takes away a lot of um restrictions 
but opens up new possibilities. Will they go for a format that is like a comedy show, an old timey show? Will they change the episode length depending on the era that they're in? Yeah. For example, will we also see the changes of how tele- uh, TV sitcoms have changed over the years in more than just aesthetic? So it's, it's a fun prospect, especially with this show. And I, I do hope that this means that they will also look at the other shows and say, oh, hey, you know what, this needs seven, eight, maybe only five episodes. That gives them more flexibility and at the same time, the focus on the story at hand. Of course, previously... Anthony Mackie of the Phantom Falcon and Winter Soldier mentioned that, you know, this, these Disney Plus shows are like six, eight hour MCU movies. So if WandaVision has nine episodes, so it's like a nine hour MCU movie. That's a welcome news for everyone. Mm. Yeah. And also like the idea, like, like Aaron mentioned that, you know, what if, what if a sitcom episode here in WandaVision is 20 minutes long? Then that's, a, mm-hmm. that's absolutely perfect because it, it's, it's, it's going to leave you wanting more. The sitcom episode yeah. ends kind of like, holy shit, it's hit. Then, then, then you're glad that it has nine episodes instead of like six. So it's very interesting how they're, I guess, stretching it, quote unquote. But yeah, it's all going to be super, super fun to see once it's done. It's going to be fun to explore because, you know, WandaVision is one of the first, one of the first two Disney Plus MC series. And we're pretty much, we're pretty much wanting that more content side of the MCU and very much excited to what lies ahead in the future. Don't know yet if it's still December, so who knows? It mm. might get moved, but let's hope it. Let's hope if this is it will premiere this year. All well, right. Just imagine we're supposed to get next month Falcon the Winter Soldier supposedly. Yeah. And <laughs> the next news will just will just confirm that it will be delayed. So <laughs> yeah. Okay. Going on to the next news, we have a jam pack production news here for for the next MCU properties in Phase 4. Okay, well, I'm going to break it down to you all, for all in all. First up, for the Loki Disney Plus series, it's been confirmed, it's been rumored to resume production next month at Atlanta, this August. They're currently having pre-production this month, July. And also, for Falcon and the Winter Sol- Soldier, they will have nine more days of shooting in the, in the Czech Republic in the fall. So in the fall, which means it will start from September to... December, in between those days. So it means that presumably, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier's premiere for August will definitely be delayed. And the last bit mm. on that news is Shang-Chi, the, you know, the Legend of the Ten Rings, will resume production by the end of this month, this, this July, after Comic-Con. So pretty much exciting news. You know, the, the fact that they're all getting to resume. Joe, um, do you think that with these MCU properties coming back, for you know filming, do you think that there's a chance that they, they can be delayed again in terms of production, not with the release dates yet, in the in terms of production due to the recent mm-hmm. spike of COVID cases worldwide? That's a good question because we don't know how the productions in general are going to be handled, uh, because most of the, because you know they say okay social distancing and there's going to be new uh, limitations or um, aspects they have to consider. So the question is, is that a normal five day shoot or six day shoot? Will that then become a 10-day, 12-day shoot? Because they can't get a lot of extras. Um, You can't have a a group of people running behind them in any way or running around them. You can only do shots that involve a limited amount of people. And that's where, where the question comes for me is like, this is also Disney's and Marvel's first time testing out these new uh, limitations. 
Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if they will extend it uh, as much as they can. Plus, the question is, is the risk of them flying to Europe? The cases in the United States aren't getting better. Will they be able to fly back? Yeah, that's the thing. What will happen then as well? So it, it's a very difficult scenario. And I mean, for now, it's just they're planning to do it. It's hard to say if they will truly be able to fall through on it for now. It's really hard to say. You know, there are different protocols, different guidelines being rendered out, but mm -hmm. it's not yet being implemented on hand, like at the at the production itself. So, yeah. with this, you know, uh, next month. I mean, I mean, this month it's July already. Um, so, Jurassic World Dominion, one of the it's it's one of the first major productions that will resume in the UK. So, yeah. Charles, my question for you is: Do you think that? With all these protocols, all these guidelines, do you think that there will still be production leaks like from before? You know, set photos being taken by fans. Do you think that it's still uh, possible? You know, that there, there are strict protocols now. Well, that's a very good question. I've never encountered this question regarding this. Uh, I, I think because, you know, it's not like you can walk down the street while they're filming. It's not going to be as easy yeah. as that as it was before because, you know, I'm pretty sure wherever they film, if they do begin filming, security will be tighter as not to let, you know, possible infected people um, mm -hmm. in the perimeter. So, yeah, that's a very good question. I think it's going to be a lot harder for us to see set, set videos, set photos and whatnot because it's going to be a tighter security for sure. Yeah, I think, yeah, it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's good to rule out that we're not going to see shit at this point. Yeah, because, you know, sometime before this corona pandemic began, every at least ev almost every day, we are seeing leaks, set videos, set photos from these productions, not just from the MCU, but also from Star Wars, from DC, for ev from, from everything. It's pretty interesting that you pointed that out. All right, speaking of set videos, guys, this is a good transition to our next news. <laughs> um, we have set videos from before, from the, from the, uh, from before the pandemic, from one of the hit Disney Plus shows that are about to arrive for the MCU umbrella. In the new release from Scooper Charles Murphy on Murphy's Multiverse, five, five new set videos have been released online with just under two minutes of footage from the set of The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. The videos reveal some action shots featuring Sebastian Stans, Bucky Barnes, and White Russell's U.S. agent in what is believed to be a hostage situation at New York's G20 summit in the year 2023. Both stars are putting in their action and combat work against both SWAT and an unknown female villain possibly associated with the grapplers. And uh, it's pretty interesting. If you watch that five videos, you can get much context on what's happening under the set. Charles, my question for you is, do you, um, based on the video, it's clear that Bucky and the U.S. agent has an alliance. Do you think that this alliance will it's just one time or do you think that it will continue on after more episodes? Yeah, I have no context on that. I hope it becomes sort of maybe like I don't want to say a rivalry because it's not for Bucky to be the rival of U.S. agent. It's for Sam. Mm -hmm. But then again, I hope that you know I hope there's a scene where I guess Sam questions or maybe U.S. agent questions Bucky on, hey, what's it like to be you know to be the the right hand man of the real deal, Steve Rogers. I hope there's a bit of friction towards that maybe. Um, Maybe, uh, because we know uh, US agent is going to have like a sidekick himself. That's sort of his own version mm -hmm. of Bucky. Maybe there's sort of a resentment there where, where you know, maybe US agent hates Bucky because, like I said, he, 
he actually got to be with the uh, with the original Captain America. So I hope there's there's a there's a bit of a fun um, antagonistic sort of dynamic there because it's very ripe for some some interactions like you know, like the one I'm talking about. It's it's certainly gonna make that that legacy of Captain America a lot deeper than than we mm. expect. Those set videos uh, mean a lot, you know, for Falcon and the Winter Soldier fans. Joe, my question for you is, in-universe, in, inter- uh, in previous interviews, Sam, uh, Anthony Mackie, sorry, Anthony Mackie mentioned that Bucky and Sam are not really friends yet. You know, they're just mm. colleagues. They're just, they're just, you know, acquaintances or some sort. Frenemies, yeah, just that. Um, do you think, uh, I have an in-universe question for you. Do you think that if Sam knows about this, you know, this sort of alliance with, between U.S. agent and Bucky. Do you think that it will have an effect with a di- dynamic between Bucky and Sam? I don't know. I, 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 th- I don't see... Like, Sam as a character isn't the kind of person to take those kind of things personally. And, uh, you know, this is just my interpretation. I kind of would think he's in on it. Maybe it's like some kind of thing to find out what exactly the government's hiding. Um, I do think it's maybe... Because there's also, like... There's a thing is that we have rumors that a U.S. agent works with them. Then you have the rumor that Zemo's working with them. So either we don't know who the real villain is of this show, <laughs> uh, yeah. or or there's just a lot of like double agents. Because that's I kind of think the great thing about Winter Soldier staying Winter Soldier is that he is still a a spy. Uh, he's pretty much a remnant of Shield uh, or Hydra rather, and. I don't think he lost his memories of what he did, his what he was taught. So I think he's really good at playing people. I kind of wouldn't be surprised if we get a distrust moment between Sam and Bucky that is then turned on its head or, or that they're both playing a long con. There's a lot of potential here, and that's what I think is really exciting about this concept because they, you know, they did get along, but... They well, they fought a lot. It, it was pretty much one of the best things, in my opinion, of Civil War. It's just their banter with each other. So it, it's interesting to see how that brings them or how far they've come. Because Bucky accepted that Sam would get the shield, mm-hmm. so there's no ill will in that regard. So that's I think really interesting. Yeah, I hope that dynamic will be further explored in the Falcon and the Winter Soldier for sure. And of course, it's not going to go out. That's going to be released on August, and I hope there will be an announcement of sorts, maybe in the Comic Con this coming this coming week, weeks, the next two weeks, and I hope that the Mar- Marvel Studios will have a clear release date for both Falcon and the Winter Soldier and One Division in the coming weeks. All right, next up, last entry on our rundown for the MCU is big news, big Black Widow news, because it's been confirmed this week that there will be at least two new trailers for Black Widow. Based on the listing from the British Board of Film Classification, the first trailer is around 2 minutes and 38 seconds, while the second trailer is around 1 minute or 44 seconds. Joe, I recalled a few episodes back, you know, we've been talking about Black Widow, Mm -hmm. Black Widow's release date. You mentioned that, and we talked about, is there going to be a new trailer before November? And you mentioned that, (laughs) I hope not. (laughs) <laughs> because they've shown so much Call already. Call me out. Yeah, do, do you still have the same? Do you still have the same stance right now? No, after knowing this news. Um, I'll say I hope it's not a lot of new footage. Yeah, that, that's something I, I think I hang on to. 
Hmm? What do you hope to see? Uh, what do you hope to see? Like uh, as only a snippet, only a glimpse of like two or more scenes of new footage. Yeah, I I, th- I kind of think they should play up the Taskmaster secret a bit more. Keep that that mystery is kind of something they were banking on in the last trailer they released on who is that guy. Uh, I think if they tease that a bit without being too revealing, maybe throw in some red herrings like they've done before. Uh, you know, just just kind of distract us from who we might really be. I think that would be an exciting... I mean, in the end, you know, I work in advertising. You need to advertise. Even if yeah. hardcore fans know exactly when it releases, even with the delays, the audience does not. The general audience is not informed. They'll not go out of the way to find out. So you're going to need to make trailers and TV spots and everything. And the problem, of course, is that this probably will double their marketing budget. There's going to be a lot of pressure on Black Widow to perform well to bring that money back. And I'm I'm curious as how they're going to handle it because you know they were ready they had everything out there to release this film, so it's it's good that we're getting new trailers in a way that they can re-energize it, but we don't know when cinemas will open, especially in the U.S. their biggest market. Yeah. So it, rather they wait for it until they know something more because right now tenants just being shoved out mon- on a monthly <laughs> basis. All right, uh, Charles. How about you? What did, what what are your initial thoughts when you first saw this news that you know there are two new trailers for Black Widow? And also, if it's going to be released, when do you think it will release? Mm, my initial reaction is more like because you know let's let's get real. These trailers really aren't for us because we always talk about nah, I don't want to see anything new. I don't want to see that. I don't want to see yeah. that. <laughs> well, at the end of the day, it's not for us. It's really more for the people who who are not in the loop that. Oh yeah, I forgot there was a Black Widow um, uh, movie coming. Oh yeah, that, that's that's a cool trailer. It's a, it's a different kind of trailer now. So it's really not for us. It's it's like I'm with you with that. I don't want to see fucking anything else. I don't want to see any Taskmaster shit because it's something that we know we're gonna fucking fall in line for when it does come out. But yeah. it's really more for for the, for the general uh, audience. Uh, as for when it's coming out. Well, I wish it comes out this week so we have something to talk about next episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Marvel, we need more trailers per week. We need to discuss things. Yeah, you yes. know, Marvel Studios has been really quiet, guys. Have you noticed that in the past few weeks? <laughs> yeah. Really, really quiet in terms of new content. DC. Especially with DC, like, pushing things out. Gaming, yeah. just a lot of news. Unrelated, do you think that Marvel Studios will have a con of their own because you know we we know DC is doing their own thing in DC fandom. Do you think that Marvel Studios is planning something behind the scenes, Charles, Joe? Uh, I don't know. It's the thing is, is my guess would be is that Disney does something like a D twenty three digital event, uh, to kind of have their own thing and just throw everything together. Uh, I think there wasn't much announced for for San Diego Comic-Con Online, if I remember correctly, so they've been very quiet on that. I hope so. Uh, I think it's a great time right now to kind of test the waters on these concepts, but it's really hard to say. Um, I would would hope so. I always thought Marvel should have their own little thing. I still think one of the biggest highlights was their Phase 3 reveal events that they held. Um, that became as part of San Diego Comic-Con for Phase 4. So I do hope we get something to kind of tease a roadmap or something, just to say this is where we're heading, maybe tease a big bad or something, because right now we have nothing. We have absolutely nothing. 
you know, I, I like to think that if they had something planned, they would have announced it by now. Especially, you know, just to sort of one-up DC with all the all the good stuff we've been here. We're gonna see Snyder Cut. We're gonna see the the first look at uh, Robert Pattinson's Batman. Maybe we get um, a Black Adam announcement. There's so much that DC mm-hmm. is flexing that you know, if Marvel was planning to do anything, you'd think that they would have announced it by now. But it's just so quiet. I think at this point, you know, not to not to pick on DC, but DC has always sort of prided themselves on announcements rather than, you know, just following through with these announcements. Because we've heard so many announcements from DC for the past five years, and a lot of them haven't, you know, even been greenlit, or at least a lot of them haven't been, you know, you know, uh, finished or completed. But you know, at, yeah. at this point, I think Marvel just wants to finish their ship. They want to mm-hmm. deliver the, the thing they promised last year, and I think that's really priority number one. So if they don't announce any MCU event for for the fans, I'm fine with that. I just want them to finish what they're what they're busy with with now. Totally agree. You know, in, in a way, in a, in a symbolic way, a release of a Black Widow trailer could potentially kick off things for Marvel Studios because technically Black Widow is the first entry in Phase 4. So why releasing a new trailer? Who knows? It's the proper way to get the ball rolling for the MCU. Like, what, mm-hmm. after Black Widow trailer? Maybe we can see an Eternals trailer? Who knows? <laughs> Nevertheless, you know, any uh, this Black Widow trailer will be a major talking point, not just for us, but also amongst everyone, every MCU fan, even the less seasoned superhero fans there, out there. All right, let's now move on to my favorite segment. <laughs> We're going about the <laughs> Shield season pass. We are talking about uh, season seven, episode six, "Adapt or Die." My God, this episode has has got me off guard. All right, Joe, you know because there's so yeah. many surprises, so many uh, cliffhangers, so many twists. And um, and spoiler alert: Coulson died again. Anyway, that's I will break that down later. So those, those are my most of my initial thoughts. So to recap: the team uh, is already in 1976. At uh, Daisy and Sosa has been kidnapped. Has been, have been kidnapped by Nathaniel Malik, who's apparently alive after that. And then Coulson and May has been have been what did uh, jailed sort of by Rick Stoner. It's pretty weird that his name's Stoner mm-hmm. <laughs> right now. Well, I love the the joke they threw in. It was like, you think a guy named Stoner would be a bit more fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Apparently, he's not. What for, What is your initial thoughts here, Joe, for this episode? Great episode. Very. So the thing is, is that what I think Angels of S.H.I.E.L.D. can do very well is switch between a fun, lighthearted episode between a very heavy episode. And this yeah. was definitely one of the heavier ones. Um the the general I like the three plot lines I like the callbacks uh poor poor uh Daisy going through what Jiing I I hope I didn't say that wrong uh went through back in her day with Malik's son uh crazy uh so in that actually I I think I really like what they're doing with Susa never thought I wanted to see Susa part of the Agents of Shield team I'm really happy we're getting more from him the actor I think is really good at playing this rough and tough. 1930s 1920s guy in the modern era he's doing a fantastic job and yeah a lot of uh dark twists and turns gotta say they're they're not holding back in their last season agent colson 
Park Greg. <laughs> he died again for the it sixth is time. It is his For the sixth <laughs> time. It's funny because they're, they're actually talking about it, him and May. Mm. Moments before his death, he's actually talking about you know I I I don't feel anything I'm, I'm, I don't feel emotion I, I I want I've been dying all this time and then boof he died again I I I honestly didn't saw it coming I thought it was I I remember that clip came online earlier and I thought that was like a tease for the final episode so that that's yeah. what it kind of felt like that we're building up to okay he's gonna die one last time or something. But it kind of shows that even though he he's Coulson through and through, and he's just as reckless as he always was, just now he's like, yeah, I'll come back. Boom. <laughs> he always comes back. And, you know, I saw the preview of the next episode, and he's there. Well, in the monitor yeah. screen. <laughs> in the preview. I, I, technically, he's back. Again. After that, after dying six times. Oh, oh, my God. You're right. I mean, the episode's right. That it, it, it is a superpower to die and then come back after mm-hmm. dying. I'm really curious where they're going to go with this. And it's 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 kind of funny because it's the only show that re- this show makes fun of the whole characters keep dying but coming back cliche. And it pulled it off like more and more with each season. It's it's hilarious. Yeah, and centered on one character, Coulson. <laughs> the one we resurrected as fans. So it's fitting. Yeah. You know, after that episode, I scoured through Twitter, Joe, and I've, and there, there it is, the hashtag again. Colson lives. It's like, it's there. <laughs> when, I, when I search for it, many people are trying to get him to be alive again. <laughs> mm. I'm curious if that hashtag is going to trend again once the show ends. Yeah. So he returns to the MCU with Disney Plus shows and stuff like that. I'm very curious. No, there's upcoming, there's upcoming sword show. Maybe he will be there. At, Maybe a scroll version of it. But, you know, Agent Coulson has been a beloved character in the MCU ever since. Yeah. So who knows if he will be resurrected. I have a theory, Joe. I have a theory. Okay. That since the timeline is fucked up, it's messed up. <laughs> mm. And Fitz is nowhere to be seen after six episodes. Come on, ABC. <laughs> come on, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. This is, he has literally seven episodes left. We're in the mid-season, sort of. I mean, I mean, yes, we're in the mid-season. This is episode six, and I hope that he gets to show up after, after seven. <laughs> this week, I want to see him. <laughs> and uh, mm-hmm. I have a theory. Going back on my theory, you know, the timeline is messed up. The timeline is fucked up. So I have a theory that you know, Fit somehow fixes everything. <laughs> And then, you know, LMD Coulson will return, in a way. Sort of. Going back to the date when the, the Chronicoms tried to help Hydra and then stopping that from ever happening, then poof, it's all, it all gets back to normal. At the expense of Sosa, though. That was, that was before. I've been... So, so I, I, Coulson's definitely going to be back in a body or some sort. I wouldn't be surprised if they created a spare just in case. Yeah. So his, what we see from the... So spoilers, what we see from the, the preview for the next episode, while he blew up, a part of him is kind of trapped in the system of the lighthouse. Yeah. Uh, so my guess is, is that they're pretty much going to upload him out of that system and put him back in his body. Uh, that That's my main theory. And I'm slowly getting to the point where I think this season will go full circle with Coulson dying. And I think the last episodes will be during the Avengers event. Because we have Sousa, 
who pretty much appeared in the original Avengers. So technically they could explain why the actor is there as well. Uh, it is the moment Coulson passed away. We have a good chance to get a cameo from at least Nick Fury, who was in the first episode as well. Yeah. And I can kind of see that it becomes a point where Coulson decides... I kind of have the feeling there all these changes... Uh, we were discussing this before the podcast. We're like... Sometimes these changes have an, a moment to reflect on the future, like the the moment with Kodik, the reason becoming an LMD researcher in yeah. his family. But then you also have these moments, like the Inside Project coming forty years early, that don't match with the future. Um, so I think, like by the end of the story, they're gonna streamline everything. What would be fun? I think the the Avengers aspect would be a great approach. And I kind of could see them uh, integrate the Loki uh, Disney Plus series. Because he's yeah. going to be about dimension travel, time travel. Wouldn't it be funny or like, ironic that Coulson, everything's fixed by the guy who killed him in the original Avengers? Especially because it's that version of the character as well. Yeah, and you know, whatever happens, I'm, I'm, I want to see clear MCU connection by the end of the series. That's what yeah. that's my that's yep. my big wish <laughs> for this series. Because you know you're you're ending the show, yeah at least show something. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think it's a great send off. Now that Feige's involved, I think the chances are much higher. They got yeah. characters from Agent Carter. We still haven't seen Agent Carter, which is still interesting. Yeah, very weird. And I I think that that kind of ending, especially just playing on how this entire show started, would be a great meta-narrative, while also mm -hmm. being a great tribute to pretty much... We need something about the future of the MCU, like we discussed, and I think Ages of S.H.I.E.L.D., as much as people say it's not canon, etc., I think elements of it are, to some degree. Yeah. Like, a lot of the stuff, they work together a lot, they got the assets that they needed from Marvel Studios... And at least some kind of tribute to where the show takes place, that would be fantastic. Let's move on now. There's another reveal during that episode. So it's about Gemma Simmons. All this time, there have been theories going around that Simmons is either an LMD, a Chronicom, mm. a cyborg, which is weird, <laughs> or <laughs> even a Skrull. I saw one theory online that she's a Skrull for some reason. Don't know where that came from. So apparently those theories are incorrect, all of it. In reality, that device, that blinking red thingy at the back of her head, of her neck, mm -hmm. sorry, it's a memory inhibitor chip that's been inserted into her willingly so that uh, the chief purpose of that is to ensure that Fitz's whereabouts remain a secret. What do you think of that reveal? I think it makes sense, right? Uh, it makes sense. It was a great little red herring last episode with it being exactly where the, the three lights and it's exactly where she jacked the, the one guy. Uh, I think it makes sense. Uh, her being a chronic calm, I think, would have been a, a reach to some degree. Or at least it, may, it opens the question. It, but it does answer the question how they, they knew to use this technology Yes, they invented it technically in the future through the obelisks, but it gives us a, a reason how they could, why they're hanging on to the chronicoms. Yeah. And I like the connection that it builds up, especially with 
where is Fitz? Like, this showcases that whatever he's doing, wherever he is, it's extremely important. I wouldn't be surprised if he's on the Chronicom's mothership somewhere. Yeah, that's been your theory in the past few weeks. <laughs> yeah. Your interview in the past several episodes. In a very, very, very interesting theory that, you know, he's inside the enemy, the enemy ship. It's, 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 it's going to be interesting. And I... I'm very curious if we finally get the reveal next episode, probably in a post-credit sequence. Most yeah, okay. likely in post-credit sequence. Most likely, yeah. But you know, I, I, I've, I missed Fitz already. You know, <laughs> he's yeah. an integral part of the show, and it's, it's pretty. It's, I would understand that he's gone for like episode one, two, three, four, like that. But mm-hmm. in the past few seasons, he always returns at this mark. That at this sixth episode mark <laughs> always returns at this one and it's pretty weird that we haven't seen him yet and technically we are in the mid-season because it, the season has only had 13 episodes so we are yeah. in the mid-season now <laughs> and it's oh man come on guys crazy yeah so next up on our bullet is a tragedy Ma- max parents are revealed to be chronicoms and that emotional reveal was gut wrenching for many. Yeah, and you know, seeing your parents. Um, is it, here's the thing: one is knowing your parents died, <laughs> and the other is mm. the one that you're with are imposters. Those are two really hard facts to go into. Well, <laughs> while in the midst of in, inside a plane when you're fighting all these alien robots, what do you think of that reveal? Mm-hmm. Um. Heart-wrenching. That was yeah. actually heart-wrenching. Because it's... First of all, seeing Mac, who's always been, like, this rough and tough... He's the director of S.H.I.E.L.D. He, like... He saw his mother, hugged her randomly. Like, that guy turned into a, a little teddy bear as soon as he saw his... Or recognized his mother. And... Like, the episode is, like, this entire... Oh, they'll get away. They'll get away. They'll save them. And him bonding with it. And then you slowly start to realize... Wait a minute, why is May with them? Why did yeah. they highlight that they can steal personalities? And then the moment you see her look after being touched, you're like, oh no. It's heart-wrenching, especially when he starts saying they've been dead for a long time. Like, how long has this been happening? Uh, the worst part to me... I, like, what I don't quite understand is, is that they obviously have the rules in time travel. So they could have gone out of the way to kill Mac... So a lot of the future fate, like Mac is an integral aspect of what happens. But they left them alone as kids. And I, I find that rather interesting. Or if the Chronicoms are just that much of, they're such dicks that they knew just to screw over the team. Maybe the ending where he he ru- pretty much drives off for a little bit, mm-hmm. maybe that was all calculated. Because they do have that future seer on their team. Yeah, and they know what will happen. That, that, that's the bad thing. And also, an- another bad thing is these Chronicoms are evolving, Joe. They know how to show emotions now. Which is scary. I, I love that. I, I do love the fact that they stole it off of Colson. Like, this was not something they randomly discovered. They yeah. just realized, wait a minute. Colson. Hmm. What's happening? Like they're mimicking him in a way. Well, well, they're good. They're really good. 
I I read the theory that a lot of people think that Simmons will return in this episode due to the connection he has with Mac, which I think they haven't really explored in a while. The thing that I I kind of love is the preview. Like I was th- I was thinking for a while, a lot of the episodes are tributes to things. You know, they the seventies yeah. were the the funky aspect, especially even though this episode kind of was detached from that. Mm-hmm. But like I was like, didn't Mac say he hated robots? And he was a big fan of, like, 80s, 90s robot films. And then I I saw that teaser, and I'm like, oh, my God, they're going all in on that. (laughs) There there are a lot of robots there, you know, and also that reveal of of Coulson um, guiding them through a monitor, (laughs) through a computer screen. Especially with that 80s background that was, like, it was a Stranger Things-esque design. Yeah. Just Coulson in it. That was hilarious. And the backdrop, the lighting, it's very 80s, man. <laughs> but I have to say, Max Beard looks really fake. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, I, I had to point it out. <laughs> and uh, the funny thing about this, Joe, is last season, season five, rather, now we all, we've also seen a similar episode like this, you know, when, when, Fee, uh, when Hunter and Fitz, there's like a buddy cop sort of episode, like they're doing um, Hunter trying to help out Fitz, to, to the lighthouse. Mm. Well, we're, we're trying to get us in, in a way. We're trying to uh, get a similar sense in which Simmons and Deke, who doesn't see eye to eye in the next in the past few episodes, no. are now trapped together <laughs> in one episode in one timeline. And how do you think that that the dynamic will grow, will evolve into this episode? Uh, I like, especially because it comes after this episode where he's like, "Oh, I, I shot Malik," where they yeah. have that confrontation and and. The fact that Zeke was the one to run after him, I thought was really nice because it's like, I know what he's going through. So I hope that this is the moment they really grow together. Really, really interesting. I can't really see that. Yeah. And um, I really hope one more thing, Joe. Fitz, come on, show up. Episode (laughs) 7. Please show up. I'm begging you guys. Let him show up. Do you have the same same thought that he will show up this episode? Definitely. I, I'm hoping. I, I kind of, if they do it, I, I hope it's a cheesy entrance now. Uh, if they're in the 80s, embrace the 80s. He comes out of nowhere. I'm here to help. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to level seven, like the Agent Colson revealed in the first episode. <laughs> oh yeah, that fits that era. All right. And that's about wrap it up for you know this, the Shield season pass. Please do watch it again. The upcoming episodes is this Thursday. Oh, in our time, but Wednesday on the US. So, okay, <laughs> that has been episode twenty six of the MCU Exchange Podcast. Please do follow us on Facebook. No, we don't have a Facebook account now. Please do follow us on Twitter <laughs> at twitter twitter.com slash MCU Exchange. We do post some very interesting MCU content in a while now. And also, please do follow me on Twitter. That's twitter.com slash Aaron Chino. It's A-E-R-O-N-C-H-I-N-O. You can also follow Joe on Twitter. At that Abel, T-H-A-T-A-B-E-R-L. You can also follow Charles on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter at T-A-F-S-B-L-E-N-O-F. All right. And that's about wrapping up. This is episode 26. For more information, please do go to our website, www.mchh.com. Please stay safe, everyone. And that's a wrap. Bye. Stay safe.